Hi, ladies. I'm Henri. And I'm Blanca. And this is the Meow Podcast. Meow stands for My Empowerment of Women, and it's a show dedicated to encouraging women to live empowered lives through storytelling. We are here to inspire women by advocating self love, self realization, self development, mental health, and entrepreneurship. It's a platform for all women to find purpose and share their stories. Join us bi weekly as we sit down and have heartfelt conversations that spark curiosity and inform you while we have some fun. Stay tuned, ladies. Hi, ladies. Welcome to our new Meow episode. We're so excited to be sharing our new topic, which was inspired by the self defense class that we recently did for our Meow meetup. Well, Blanca, how's your, how was your trip? You just recently went to go visit your family. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Yes. I, Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Uh, El Salvador was really nice. It was what I needed, what I needed um, for the end of the year. It was like, I feel like everything that I had been through the last three months of like all the self-work I'd done, it kind of came into full circle. So I'm really happy that I spent that with my family. What about you? Did you have a good new year in Hawaii? I did. I got to see my family after a whole year. Uh, We had a bit of COVID scare left and right, but I'm glad we were able to connect, uh, reconnect and really adventure together in Hawaii. Um, And I I also got to go surfing Mm -hmm. and I haven't surfed in a whole year. So that was pretty crazy catching the waves. I actually didn't do any work. Yeah. My friend RP, who's a surfing instructor, actually just paddled me out there and helped me catch the waves. Yeah. (laughs) I loved those pictures that you posted of like, he was like carrying you on the surfboard. Yeah. It was tandem surfing. He was making me do handstands, do all the crazy (laughs) stuff. I did no work. (laughs) I love that. Um. Yeah, El Salvador was just as lovely. It was it was nice to like get a it was like a out of it was out of the norm experience. Um yeah. I went to a holistic healer while I was there um and got some like different it was like different natural remedies for like mental health. Oh wow. Um so that was really cool. El Salvador is really known is known for its natural remedies. They still carry a lot of the um like the indigenous practices with medicine. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. I think I'm going to be going back more for that. Yeah, and I think it's cool that you're from there. So it's probably in your genes. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually. My mom, whenever I feel sick or I have something that I, I'm not feeling well, she always has something that like to put together. She always knows the right herbs, the right like things to get from the grocery store. That's definitely something I want to get more in touch with this year. Yeah, and I definitely see that you're like a mother figure too, trying to mentor all of these ladies in mm-hmm. Meow during the Meow Meetup. We went through this podcast, mm-hmm. and I was so excited that we did the self defense class together, um, which was introduced by our guest mm-hmm. Denia, who is the who's an entrepreneur. She started the Lash Makes Me Happy business, and yeah, well, welcome Zenia. welcome to our Meow episode. Hi, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, how did you like the self-defense class? I thought <laughs> it was super interesting to have you guys share that experience with me. Um, you know, most of my life, I felt like I was bullied a lot. And so doing a boxing class really made me feel empowered. 
that's how I felt when I, that was my first time punching someone. Uh, when I went box uh, boxing at the Azteca San Diego Boxing Club, they're like talking about how, you know, some of the people that come sometimes that come to take their class has never punched in their life. And I was like, that's me. I've never punched anyone. But I was so <laughs> I was so inspired. I was like, wait a second. It's good to learn how to defend myself. But also, if I need to throw a punch in there to get away, that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Azteca um, Boxing uh, club. club they they really hooked us up they gave us a free class um and thanks to Zenia too are you friends with them yeah so actually i met adrian when i was in high school and so he introduced me to the whole mma world mm -hmm. and then um i just have always been a really active person and so boxing for me was just a stress reliever and to kind of help you know my mental health they say working out and so for me that's what helped me out and so if any of you ladies want to come with me again you guys are more than welcome i, come, I go every tuesday yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was great because they also taught us the jujitsu mm -hmm. yeah wrestling mm -hmm. i really liked that class it was very exhilarating it was really fun um there was a lot of giggles <laughs> but um yeah, I've never punched anything either. And I think that just getting in in that zone of being around, you know, that energy was really ex exciting. And they, like, basically showed us um, different techniques for, for self-protection. And uh, fun as that was, um, you know, uh, the reason why we went is because one in three women will experience some form of domestic violence, not necessarily from a partner, but just in their lifetime. So I think that going to that class was really fun because I don't think that I would have any way to defend myself if somebody like came and attacked me. Yeah. Me so too. just have just being able to like learn um, from these professionals, like easy ways to just have in your mind, like if somebody comes behind you or different things where you at least know like how to wiggle your way out of something. Yeah, because also I thought it was interesting. There was a technique that they taught us and they were also answering our questions if a guy came behind you and headlocked you how to get out of it and one of my friends the question that she had was why don't you just bite them and of course as being professionals they told us not to do that because that could dislocate your jaw yeah and those are little tips and tricks i didn't know like you know some of the things you shouldn't do and things that you should do right yeah it was really really cool i'm really glad that you helped us with organizing that with us yeah, and I really did want to introduce everybody to that because, you know, I'm not promoting, you know, getting into a fight. Mm -hmm. However, um, you know, if you are in that situation, then you will know what to do. And right. so I was in a, you know, kind of turbulent relationship and I went to my coach and I asked him, hey, some situations are coming up. How do I defend myself? And so just knowing that you have you know how to defend yourself in the back of your head that is really empowering yeah and that like i mean this is a perfect segue to start the you know the conversation for today you know tell us a little bit about yourself and and why you wanted to um, open up this door for for meow and going into self-defense yeah and so i am 32 years old and i started a business called Lashes Make Me Happy when I was about 26, 27. And my transition from working a nine to five to an entrepreneur, it really, it really threw me for a loop. Um, around that time, I felt like I lost a lot of my friends and I had uh, this relationship that was 
really manipulative at the time. And so I just really felt like introducing you guys to what helped me through my mental health struggles. Um, like if I'm having that, other girls would have that too. And so I just want to help other people, you know, empower them, like how you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we appreciate it a lot too, because I wouldn't have known about a different outlet of actually going boxing. And that's something I really want to pursue. Mm-hmm. So I'm like discussing with Adrian, like let's do it once a week. Yeah, so, yeah and we definitely can. And why is this uh, topic so close to home for you? Um, you, you know, I just felt in my life, I was bullied a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, knowing how to defend myself was really important to me. And so that's why I hold it really close to my heart. Mm-hmm. So Xenia, you mentioned that you were in a toxic relationship um, during that time that you became an entrepreneur. Could you kind of go into more details regarding that situation? Yeah, so um, I was in a situation where I went into it very naive. Um, I was head over heels for this guy, but he was very manipulative and he was narcissistic. And, you know, throughout the years, my friends would tell me it was a toxic relationship, but I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a really long time to figure that out. And, you know, as early as last year is when I started my healing process from removing myself, not only just physically, but mentally from that situation. Yeah, and it's definitely hard. Uh, You know, I was just looking up more regarding this topic about abuse. Uh, I've definitely been in one, too. And it's hard to get out of it when Mm -hmm. you're in that zone because there's four different stages that you go into, which is the tension building. Um, the abuser harms the victim due to stressful situations. So mm-hmm. a stressful situation arises, and then it becomes an incident where they actually like mm-hmm. abuse you emotionally, mentally, or just physically. Then it goes into a stage of reconciliation where they, you know, you realize that situation happened, and they start. They, they you guys start going through the honeymoon stage. Again, as in yeah. they start giving you gifts, or they start saying sweet things. Uh, doing all of these things, which builds oxytocin and dopamine. So it makes you want to stay. Then he goes into the calm stage Mm -hmm. where you guys are back to normal again. Mm -hmm. And that cycle is really hard to break because as instincts, we try to to make the person better or we try to convince ourselves that, you know, this is happening because of us. Right. It's like it's we become addicted to the highs and lows of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I find that men who usually or not men it doesn't this doesn't have to be about just men or anybody who's just abusive in general or like you know emotionally abuses or physically abuses is that they really latch on to our our nurturing nature mm-hmm. and so they latch on to our need to kind of be mothering to them to heal them or they latch on to the attention that we give them and so i find that that's where that's how they hook people yeah. it's like getting into that nurturing feeling oh i want to heal you and then you you kind of go back and forth with that like cycle yeah well so a funny story that you know that reminded me of you um through christmas i you know didn't i wasn't doing a lot so i was like you know what i'm gonna take this time to heal myself so i stayed at home busted out my journal i like just used google and youtube and i just started researching like how do you you know build your self-worth how do you build boundaries what is a toxic relationship and i came up to this girl her name's uh, anna canna you guys have to look her up on youtube and she just really opened my eyes to 
what, what a toxic relationship really is because I didn't know. No one taught me how to be in a proper relationship. And right. as you know, when we're younger, we see our parents and we, we get these childhood traumas. And so, you know, those are the things that I started healing throughout, you know, November, December, slowly but surely, like I would add one more extra thing to my healing. So Mm -hmm. I started going to like three therapists at the same time, just to make sure, you know, no stone was left unturned. And that's really what helped me out. I think, okay, so talking about how trauma affects our relationships, this is why we are so adamant about encouraging people to go on that self-love journey because I have personally have you know had also a very um traumatic childhood my parents were they were turbulent together and I find that before I actually healed so and and also in like our first in our um um what is it the the love master of love the mastery of love that book teaches us and before I realized this that a lot of us are unconsciously reliving our childhood chaos. Absolutely. And this is why it's so important to go on that self-love journey because it, and also how crazy like the mind is and how crazy like our subconscious is. If we do not acknowledge the things that happened to us when we were little or the things that have lingered in our life, you will unconsciously will live your life trying to recreate that chaos. Number one, because it's what you feel comfortable with. And that is something that like, I feel like I had to learn myself is like, this isn't normal. You know, chaos isn't normal. And like you said as well, is that no one's taught us how to be in healthy relationships. A lot of us really don't have, you know, a model model to go after because we have been through trauma or what we experienced viewing our parents, we normalize it. Mm -hmm. And now that I've, I don't know about you, but like as I heal and as you just as you realize, I don't want to experience this anymore. You realize life doesn't have to be that way. Life doesn't have to be this chaos. And why am I normalizing it? Yeah, no. And so I also was realizing that, too, is that, you know, how do you know what you don't know? Mm -hmm. And I felt like that's why I was in that situation for such a long time. So I asked myself, like, how am I going to heal from this? And um, I've tried everything. I swear to God, like dating other guys, um, going on trips, you know, all that single stuff. None of it worked because I wasn't getting to the root of things. And so with that therapist, her name is Dr. Wendy Walsh. Mm. She, every time I talk about her, she gives me chills. She literally told me like, if you fix yourself, your childhood traumas, whatever that is, it fixes everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because once I saw my parents and how toxic they were, I literally on Christmas Eve, I saw them, I cried about it. And on Christmas day, I said, I never want to be like that ever again. And I never spoke to my ex after that. Never. Yeah. It really is a decision, a decision that you have to make. And we were, we, it's so funny how, you know, all of these topics just kind of work off of each other because in mastery of love, it really is a a decision of consciousness Mm -hmm. where you say, this is where this ends. Just because I witnessed chaos as a child, that doesn't mean that that chaos has to follow me. And I think that that is such a beautiful moment because that's the moment that the healing begins. Yes. Because it's the acknowledgement. I'm toxic. I'm attracted to toxicity. Mm -hmm. Why am I attracted to it? How can I stop finding men who trigger that, that the worst in me attractive? Like, 
because and then once you do heal because then I've been I went on that this journey too and I'm on the other side now and I I don't even find men like that attractive anymore I I mean I, I do I you get to this point where you even like you try to dabble with it but you're just like ew like I don't want that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't want that and also like I I see you almost start to see the lostness in them and then you realize this is why the mind is so cool. I think it's cool once you once you go into that journey and you read more about it is that just that the mind craves the toxicity. Yeah. yeah. It's like an addiction. We're drawn, to, a, we're drawn to drama. Yeah, we're, we're, we crave the toxicity. And then it actually, you know how like, you know, why we're not attracted to healthy people um, is because we need to heal. We need to heal this little thing that happened or not even like, it's not, it's just acknowledging it. Yeah. Hey, this happened to me coming to peace with it, forgiving our parents and, or anybody or whoever mm-hmm. it was the person that caused this, this traumatic experience in our mind is just. Yeah. And I think it's definitely interesting when, when you brought up the topic about what I thought was interesting. I was reading this book. It says that the way that we, we form tribes were through gossiping. Mm-hmm. But then now I feel that, you know, we have, we have, we're at a point we have grown. And we can rationalize, right? Yeah. So we can use that to our benefit to create healthy relationships. Yeah. And, you know, um, if you're like down going down the spiritual path and you believe in like these karmic connections and these soulmate connections and these whatever it is, it basically talks about how every link that you have with somebody, they're here to either trigger a sense of healing um, especially if like you haven't gone down that healing path. So a lot of the people that we're attracted to, it's almost like the universe is actively putting them in our lives so that we step into our self-worth, so that we say, so that we can acknowledge a moment of like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to to go into um, this moment of chaos anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, I also, like I wanted to touch base on what I spoke about earlier saying, you know, how do you not, how do you know what you don't know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would tell me, you need to heal. What does that mean? I didn't know what I found yeah. out. Yeah. Do you guys, can you guys explain it? For me, I had to learn when I when I actually went down the road of like depression and those things. At the time, I thought everything was normal. You know, when I'm yeah. when I'm dating these people, I'm trying to heal them. And because I thought that's what it was, you're used to. That's what I was used to. But the moment that I found the right network of people. That's when I realized that what's happening to me is not normal mm-hmm. and I actually need to seek help. Yeah, I think that the the moment that you start healing is when you get sick of your own shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tired you, of your own yeah, shit. like I mean, for me, it was like I hit a rock bottom with my depression and I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to feel broken anymore. And I think that it's that moment that you say, I don't want to feel like this, the universe starts aligning you with the knowledge to begin to heal because healing is different for all of us. Um, And you're right, we don't know until we know. But I think that it really takes you stepping into self-love. Yes. And I don't, I personally feel like not a lot of us know what love is. You know, I think this is the biggest thing. And if you come from, you know, backgrounds of, of, trauma and your childhood, we haven't been taught what love means. I think that a lot of us confuse um, love with pain and hurt because that's what we've 
grown around. But love, love doesn't hurt. You know, love is unconditional. And that doesn't mean unconditional tolerance, but love, like the pureness, the energy of love, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't control. It doesn't possess. It's freedom. And I think that more people need to realize that the people that are hurting us, that's not love. If they're hurting you, if they're actively doing things that are breaking you down, that's fear. Yeah. Right. That's the energy of fear. That person is linked to fear. He, he, she, whatever they have fear in their heart and they're acting from a place of insecurity. And I think that once we begin to realize love doesn't hurt, I deserve to experience this love that is kind to me, that is, that is gentle with me, you know, then we start going in that journey. And for all of us, it's different. Yeah, I agree with that. So when I went over the full four cycles of abuse earlier, there were cycles to step out of it. And you guys already mentioned some of these parts, but the first being having awareness mm-hmm. of what is going, what's going on in that situation. Yes. <laughs> and then it says, prioritize yourself. So instead of thinking of your partner's needs, think about your own, finding that love that you deserve. And I, there's this quote that um, my best friend, Julie, would always tell me is we tend to accept the love that we think we deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. No, and you know, the reason why is because, and another thing, right? When people say, we throw out these terms like, you need to heal, you need to love yourself. Well, can you explain what those terms actually mean? So mm-hmm. now I know what it means. Like, when you love yourself, it's not just brushing your hair, right? Right. It's literally like, I know how to take care of myself better than anybody in this world. So if you know that, that means you're not going to let anybody treat you any less. Right, that's right. what self-love is. And that's why it helps you be in love. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And just piggybacking off of what you just said about, um, you know, we we accept the love we think we deserve. I think for me, that means um, there's a level of self-respect that we have to learn for ourselves. And I actually just learned this recently. Not recently, but just like a lot of people associate are their value off of the things that we, they do, which is bad because, and that is a, that is a problem with our society, right? Because we are a society that we're here to produce things. And so a lot of us view ourselves only as worthy, as successful as we are. But the moment that you start learning self-respect is that you deserve respect for being a human being. And I don't think that a lot of us have been taught that, that, self-respect isn't you don't deserve self-respect when you become successful you don't deserve self-respect the moment you become the most beautiful person in the room you deserve self-respect because you're a human being period period Blanca, and I then love that. that that when you realize that your self-respect comes from your humanity you begin to love yourself because as a human being you don't hurt other people and you know that you don't deserve to be hurt Mm-mm. any ever you don't deserve mistreatment from people you don't deserve you don't deserve that from yourself you know i think that that is also how we begin is that the kinder that we are the, like the words that you're saying to yourself mm-hmm. you know all of this goes to what do i believe i deserve yes i'm picking off on that you know like think about what do we deserve right and people tend to blame themselves when they get into situations like this. So the, the fourth step to get out of this cycle is don't blame yourself. Um, so this is like one of the things that even my friends experience. And 
because they feel bad and they think they feel that they did they did something to someone but no you have to remember that it's not you it's the abuser yes i think that this is something that also just continuing to learn as you know anybody on this journey is that you're not responsible for other people's chaos you're not responsible for making anyone happy and that for me has come through healing of like my parents and stuff is that I'm not responsible for their happiness. And knowing that I'm responsible for making me happy. And like, I think that a lot of abusers will blame you, right? They'll say, oh, well, you did this and this and that. That's why I treated you that way. And 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 when you're not secure in who you are, that's why it's so important to know who you are. Who are you? Yeah, and it's you hard to because know they that. beat it up. Right? right. You need to know who you are because they'll say, oh, well, you know, I yelled at you or I did this and that because you were being crazy that day. Like, no, you you are not, we are not responsible for um, um, controlling other people's or regulating other people's emotions. And I think that's what a lot of people who are either emotionally abusive, physically abusive, they don't want to be accountable, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. for their chaos. And I think that how you grow in self-respect is being like, you know what, this isn't mine. This is yours. I'm gonna let you deal with that. I'm gonna go over there. Yeah. Come back to me when you when you figured it out. So how would you guys help a friend that's in this type of situations? So I actually was able to do that for one of my friends recently. And the path that I went through, I literally just shared it with her. So a little tip here. I'm on Instagram quite often. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are on their phones, right? So you want to surround yourself with as much learning as possible. So I went on Instagram, I deleted everybody that I thought was uh, toxic, and then I started adding all these relationship coaches, narcissistic coaches, uh, love coaches, love scientists, all of that, so that every day I could be reading something about how to get over a toxic situation. Mm -hmm. On top of uh, journaling, reading books, there's this one that my therapist, recommended how to heal your heart Mm -hmm. that one was beautiful but making sure that you are look you're actively seeking how to better your situation however that Mm -hmm. comes if you're doing that every single day you're gonna learn so much after that journey yeah so the reason why i actually skipped over to that question was because the next step that i was going to mention is creating a support network and oftentimes even in the past with me um when friends actually ask for help I don't know. I think Blanca, you too. You were. I think you were mentioning about this before, where um, when friends seek for help in the past, we tend to distance ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that having a great support system is really important. Well, it, just just surrounding yourself with good people, people who actually give a shit about yeah, you. Exactly. Honestly, I think that a lot of the times when we're in these toxic relationships or we're attracted to people who aren't good for us, is because we haven't learned the art of quality people, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that a lot of the times we trauma bond with people, we bond with them over gossiping or whatever it is, whatever the trauma is, is that that's linking you, that we forget that there's people out there that actually care about us. So I think it's important to create the support network. And oftentimes, even in the past, I didn't know how to give support to friends that were going through situations like this. And you know, you and I discussed before this podcast about creating boundaries with these people so they can still have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So I just 
this is another one of those things where people have always been like, just set boundaries. What the hell are boundaries, right? Like, what is a boundary? What is a boundary? <laughs> and I feel like I finally figured it out because I, I personally have struggled with boundaries for such a long time because I was a people pleaser for so long. The way that we establish boundaries is to first, this is, is very important to know who you are, right? You have to know who you are and you have to, this is how you develop standards, right? So who am I? How do I want to be treated? What are my values? What are my core needs? You find your core needs. Usually, for example, like you'll find a core need by, for example, like if you had an inconsistent father, one of my core needs is that I need the people in my life to be consistent. Why? Because my nervous system goes into fight or flight when people are inconsistent. Be that that like literally it triggers my my body. It's a trauma response. It's a it's a P almost like PTSD. So it's called um, anxious attachment style. Yeah. So, but I'm trying to move because I'm trying to move into secure attachment. This is how I'm gonna go into how we start setting boundaries. Is you have the standard. I need one of my standards: consistency from everyone in my life. I need you to be consistent. Um, how we set a boundary is, is if, for example, let's say Henri starts crossing that boundary for me and, you know, and I tell Henri, Henri, you know, and, if, and this is if you care about the person, right? We set boundaries mm -hmm. with people we want to keep in our life. I think a lot of people uh, get offended when you set boundaries with them because they think that you're telling them that they're a bad person. No, you're not a bad person. I'm telling you, if I'm vocalizing, hey, I don't like when you do this, can we fix this? you know, this is what I need for you to be in my life. That's somebody actively wanting you to be in their life. So if that person, the person can either take it one or two ways. They can either be like, you know, go into defense mode. And then, you know, at least you have the answer there. This isn't somebody that I can be involved with because they aren't willing to set, to, to honor this boundary for me. Um, another thing is if, Let's say the person accepts the boundary and says, you know what, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. This is how you start to discover if somebody's emotionally manipulative because they'll say, yeah, I totally, I'm so sorry, that wasn't what my intention was. Okay, time goes on, the person crosses that boundary again. This is where the, the, the standard comes in to place. The person crosses the boundary again and you say to them, hey, I thought we talked about this. You're doing that thing again. And that person goes into defense mode. That is a red flag where you have to step into your self-worth and say, this person doesn't really care about me. They don't respect you. They don't respect me enough to honor something that I explained to them is hurting me. Mm -hmm. So this is how we step into our self-value. Because I think people think that self-value is something that like you feel. It's these moments. Yeah. Right. It's this moment where you're just like, this person just crossed my boundary again. I already told them that I don't like when they do that. You honor yourself and you respect yourself by saying, I'm walking away because I'm not willing to teach somebody how to treat me. Mm -hmm. I've expressed to you, this hurts me. If you're unwilling, if you don't respect me enough to honor it, I respect myself enough to let this go. Mm -hmm. And I really love that you brought that point on about walking away mm -hmm. right and oftentimes you know when you're stuck in these situations it's hard to break that cycle and the last the last step that i actually found was creating an exit plan and just like you said um within that you find your self 
value, right. self-worth and being able to walk away. Right. And I think that when we are in these situations where our self-value and our self-worth is being tested, we're also like, we also have to realize that everything is energy. So every time that you, for example, let's say, uh, and I think that people who are in these relationships who continue to be in these cycles is that we tend to lower our standards for people, right? To keep them around because a lot of us fear loneliness. I think that's why we stay in toxic relationships is because we don't want to feel alone. And also, especially when you're in these situations in toxic relationships, you tend to lose the people that you love around you. Yeah. Because because of the toxic, what is that called? Toxic Energy. attachment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the chaos that's around you, people don't want to be around exactly. that. Exactly. But I find that a lot of us, you know, this is what the standard is. This is why it's important to have standards. Yeah. Because every time that somebody crosses your standard or, or crosses your boundary and they don't honor it, you're telling the universe and then you allow it yeah. and then you change yourself. That means you lower your standard to mm -hmm. keep this person around. You're telling the universe, I don't matter. Yeah. I'm not worth more. I'm not worth a, a, a better quality experience. Mm -hmm. Right. I so think the moment that you snap out of it, like this isn't, this isn't like, what this I is not me. Yeah, this isn't what I want. I'm not happy. That's but when you can't seek help. Exactly. And then you're also, because everything is energy, and this also can go into manifesting, right? Like yeah. every time you say no to something that is lowering, is below your standard, you're saying to the universe, I deserve more. And then the universe conspires to yeah. align you with someone who will either match that standard or even better. Mm -hmm. you know so i know Xenia was mentioning about going on youtube and writing out all of these notes mm -hmm. and actually setting goals right mm -hmm. to meet those goals yeah so so i mean to tie everything you know with being an entrepreneur right and you know boundaries it all goes hand in hand and so what i've been doing for the past five six years is learning how to enhance my life because i grew up very low income right. and so i've always wanted to be rich and powerful and you know entrepreneurial and so every single year that i'm learning how to make my life better my ex would figure out how to make it worse again. And then that's when I realized this past year, I was like, wow, my life is so amazing. And he makes me feel so not amazing. Mm -hmm. So how, how can I keep this amazing life? How can I keep that energy? Because I love that. And so that was kicking him out. Mm -hmm. So, and that made my life 100% better. Yeah. Oh, it's a mathematical equation. Yeah. Zenia's amazing. Zenia plus guy. Right. This guy, no. <laughs> and out. I find that hurt people hurt people, right? And I find that if you're like going towards a life that's confident, you can't be dating guys that are insecure because I find that insecure people, okay, not just insecure, everyone. Think about a happy person. If you're happy, you want the people around you to feel happy. Mm -hmm. You actively try to make the people around you happy. When you're insecure, and that doesn't make people bad, you know, I think that insecurity just makes us do bad things. Yeah. Um, they want you to feel as insecure as them. And I realize that every time somebody brings me to that level, I regret, I don't like it. Right. And so what you're saying is that, okay, well, that's why it's so important to meet people who are matching your energy, who are in that confident 
mindset that are in this like loving mindset because you know they will match you but if you're constantly having to like pull somebody you can't pull somebody up but people can bring you down it's like titanic moment right yeah like so just you know i think that i mean that just comes back to you know going back to figuring what are your standards what are your needs what are your core values and then being very strict with yourself and very disciplined with yourself, I will not date anybody who makes me lower a standard that I've already worked really hard to maintain within myself. Yeah, I mean, throughout this journey, like I said, you know, I, I, I started cleansing my life out, right? So all the bad friends that I had, I started kicking them out, right, slowly. And like I said, I was trying to make my life a better place. I love being happy. It's like literally lashes make me happy. Yeah. Happy Zenia is, makes me happy. <laughs> I like being happy. And mm-hmm. so when you start surrounding yourself with better people, then it really goes to show you all the shitty people that are there, how you don't want to return back to that energy. Mm-hmm. I even have the entrepreneurship group on whatsapp right God, so really surrounding yourself that, with other entrepreneurs because and you guys mentioned it too it's like when you um when you want to live a happy life you want to pursue that and so when you when you surround yourself with better people mm-hmm. then you start to see wow life is supposed to be like that not like the shitty way that i've been living it that is not life and and you know and i just want to say it's like also we're not saying that being insecure makes you a bad person. I just want everybody listening to understand that. We're just saying that as you're growing in your vibration and as you're healing, it is so vital for if the people from your past or from that are in your current state are not bringing you up as you are elevating your vibration, your mental health, once you become addicted to healing yourself, unfortunately, you can't be around that energy anymore. Anything that triggers negativity in you, that triggers like, you know, low self-worth. You, I can't, I can't, I can't because it's bringing me back to a place that I worked so hard to get out of, you know, and I'm sure this is how you feel is like, I'm working so hard to be a good, to be a good person to myself. I, you know, there's this quote that says, um, um love somebody who truly loves you will never ask you to love them more than you love yourself oh that's so sweet and with valentine's day coming up and uh (laughs) no and i think that that just and that just comes with with everyone (laughs) with everyone with your parents with your with your siblings with your friends no one should ever ask you to love them more than you love yourself and I've gone through this but on my last relationship. It was really difficult for me to leave my last boyfriend. He was a really great person. Um, and I loved him so much. But there was a point where the relationship was asking me to choose to love him more than I was loving myself. And I think that in a true connection, it'll always want to elevate you. It'll always want you to be your best self. And if that person wants to come up with you, the door's wide, wide open. But if they don't, Unfortunately, you know, you have to do what's best for yourself. And that is how we build self-worth. That is how we build self-love by making these decisions that say, I don't, I am not responsible for suffering at the hands of someone who hasn't figured it out for themselves yet. It's not our job to teach someone all, you know, through all the red flags as they show us. (laughs) 
And mm-hmm. also just, you know, and I also what I also have firsthand experience because I've been toxic as well. <laughs> you know, like I the last two years of my last relationship, I I wasn't the most emotionally mature person, right? And I realized that so actually how I went on my healing journey and and is that when in the, the last two years of that relationship, I realized that I was not a good partner. I was very unhappy and that I wanted to go to, I started going to therapy the whole time because I wanted to be a better partner, right? I wanted to be a better, uh, uh, we were living together, so I wanted to be better for him. But within that experience of going to therapy, I realized I was in therapy for all the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. and that all of the, the, the trauma that was plaguing me from my childhood, um, it, it, it wasn't, I needed to heal that for me, right? Yeah. Like I needed to go on that healing journey for me. And I think that when we're dealing with people who are traumatized and we're on the receiving end of their chaos, you have to realize that as, as that they have to want to change for themselves. They have to want a better life for themselves. Like I had to decide, I want to heal, not to be a better girlfriend. I have to heal because I want to be a better person to myself. And so until somebody decides to go on that journey for themselves, you'll never convince them. Yeah. And there's this stigma around going to therapy, but I'm glad this, this generation is really changing it. It's like, if you want to fix your body or get better in shape, you see a physical therapist or you go to the doctor. So why not go see a therapist to heal your mind? Right. I think that, um, as honorable as it can be to want to heal for someone else, the only way that anything will be impactful is if you heal for yourself. Mm-hmm. The only way you'll be a better friend is if you heal for yourself. The only way you'll be a better girlfriend is if you heal for yourself. The only way you'll be a better daughter, parent, you know, everything, a better person in society is if you heal for yourself and not so that for other people. So if you guys can give like one word of advice, we can go around. I'm curious, what would you say is like, how can you uh, heal? Like, what would you give an advice to somebody else? Like to heal, like in one, like what would be your one advice, piece of advice? My word would be awareness. I think it starts with you realizing that you're in this situation in order to make the move. 100% I agree. Self-awareness. Self-awareness, I think, is the key to going towards that healing journey because you're looking at yourself, you're being honest with yourself. And I think that when I've been toxic and when I've been around toxic, you know, connections, what lacked at that time was that I was lying to myself, right? Like I wasn't being honest with myself and the things that I was doing to create that chaos and the reason why I was attracted to people like that or why I was so chaotic in my last relationship like i wasn't being honest with myself i wasn't looking at myself from the reality of things i was looking at myself from a victim standpoint Mm -hmm. and you can't get anyone out of a victim mentality right and i think self-awareness it 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 transcends that victim mode right so i think that healing really is about going into this place of I'm willing to look at myself. I'm willing to look at the things that I'm doing that is causing chaos. 
um, and the way that I'm hurting people by acting this way, by being a victim, by always being the victim of things. Um, but then I also think that the reason why it's so hard to go into self-awareness is because of society's need for perfection. I think a lot of people feel ashamed. Yeah. And it's normal to feel ashamed when you look at yourself and you say, wow, I'm kind of an asshole. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, um, or when you look at the things that you've done in the past that you, that were triggered by insecurity, we shouldn't feel ashamed for being human. Yeah. And that and we want to bring in that too, is that have compassion have for yourself. Compassion. But how about, how about what's your one word, Xenia? Therapy. Therapy all the way. Because I didn't know that I was in a bad situation. <clears throat> I just knew I was sad. And so um, throughout all the therapies that I tried, I mean, it's kind of like dating. You have to go through a couple of therapists to find, you know, the right one. And I wish I wouldn't have given up. So that would be my advice. Like, don't give up. But yeah, therapy. Because that helped me realize, like, wow, there's a lot to uncover here. And that's not just about him, but it's about, like, me. Right. I think, yeah, I agree. Literally, I had the same realization during my, um, when I first started going to therapy, which was, I was in there for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I was there to be better for everybody else, right? And you just have to realize that you have to be better for you. You have to want a better life for you. You have to want a better experience I for yourself. I love that. Yeah. I really love what you just said. And Daisy, Blanca's dog agrees with too. She's sitting <laughs> with us. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for joining our meow episode. Yeah, so this is the end of uh, today's show. We hope that we give you, we gave all of you some um, more knowledge on how to become more self-aware, um, lead with love, and and go on your healing journey. Denia, what was the book? What, do you have any book recommendations for the audience? Yeah, I uh, was mentioning earlier how to heal your heart by Lewis Hayes. Um, it talks about all types of healing, not just with relationships, but like with your parents or, you know, letting go of a job or, if, you know, someone passed away. It's healing your heart from basically anything. Um, but also don't forget to check out Dr. Wendy Walsh. She has um, an Instagram page. She has a, a Zoom meeting every Tuesday, and she also has a podcast. She was a really big help with my healing process. Well, thanks, Zenia, for joining us today. And you guys, please stay in tune with our future podcast episodes. Bye, guys. Bye.